Get me the sound effect. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Wednesday's evening Facts Over Feelings live stream. And this is going to be an important one where we kick the facts over here. And I don't care about your feelings. Viewer discretion is advised. You are choosing to watch this content. You were warned. And there is going to be a trigger warning on this particular video because people get triggered. <laughs> people love to get triggered because they start thinking in their emotions first. And, um, you know, one thing that I really uh, pride myself on here is um, making, you know, giving you information that you can think about. OK, I pride myself on that. And I try to give you things that, you know, and, and a little bit of uh, evidence, a little bit of evidence. Um, about whatever I'm trying to prove. You guys know that. So if you're watching my show, a lot of times, you you know, if you're new, you're like, oh, this guy's rambling. Can you get to the point? And what I'm doing is setting up. So I'm always going, hey, I'm going to set up uh, all the evidence up front, and then I'm going to give you the story. And so at that point, once I get to the story, you can't say, well, you can't throw in questions in. Eh, well, this doesn't mean, and that doesn't mean, because I've already presented the evidence up front. All right. And so I've been challenging the way men think. And I've been often trying to tell you guys I was red pilled before red pill relationships. So I was already kind of skeptical about things. Some things always uh, I always like to question things, question authority, uh, challenge things, challenge people's opinions, uh, especially if it's something that you can't question or if it's something that uh, they're going to immediately say you're an idiot for questioning it. All right. So if it's something that they put up as the holy grail or something that they say, this is all true, there's nothing false about it, mm. I'm going to immediately go, oh, hell no, all right? Because me as an individual, I know as a realist, as a, as a not a pessimist, as a realist, as somebody that's basically going to say, well, I want more information, all right? And if you struggle giving me more information or if you just say, just believe it, I'm going to immediately say, no, thank you. All right, I'm going to question it and I'm going to find a reason why I should question it because everything should be questioned. Every single thing should be questioned. And if you tell me just on your, um, especially if you emotionally lash out on me, all right, I know I need to question something. All right, so before I get to that point, I'm going to do some super chats. I'm going to do some super chats and we're going to get into this show over here. So this is the show, the title of today's show, A Real Man does not follow her plan all right a real man does not follow her plan and you're going to know what i mean based on some of the things that i give you that's going to be a little bit later on the show all right so uh what we got here who's who's in here already early in the morning boss at home making money online he says hey cga i've been through a rocky road the last two years especially the last year now i'm back can't keep a good man down i appreciate your content content glad to be back uh, for you guys, I'm always telling you, man, don't don't be afraid to reset your life. Everybody goes through a tough time. Everybody goes through a time, a time where they need to really reinvent themselves. Think about who they are. You know, you go through some relationship issues. Uh, relationship issues are mainly one of the main reasons why men end up here and why men go through tough times. Of course, they bring some things on themselves. But a lot of times, many of your problems stem from who you select as a partner. All right. That is a big deal for us. Uh, mate selection is huge here. This is why we tell you don't give away your commitment. Protect your meat. Uh, you know, we tell you go your own way. Take a break from the relationship, all right? Don't run game all the time. You know, there's a time and a place. When you feeling yourself, 
when you're feeling yourself, okay, go ahead and run game. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing you can lose. There's nothing to lose. You're protected. You know, you're feeling yourself. Go ahead and do it. But that's not most men. Most men aren't there yet. And so if you try to skip to that place where you see your favorite content creator and he's all the way there and you're not and he's feeling himself and you trying to learn who you are, yeah, man. And so everybody goes through that. And I pride myself on the amount of men that come here and accept this message. You don't have to accept everything except this message that I'm trying to give you and that can help you prepare your uh, protect your life. Right. So this is what we do here. Simon Smalls in the building again and again. Robert Moreno. I appreciate the GOAT CGA in the building. Thank you, man. Thank you for that sponsorship. And I'm not the GOAT. I'm just one of the guys. I'm a one of the guys. Uh, no Zooners, no Zooners podcast, aka Coach Junior. No busted Pillsbury biscuit cans in my doghouse. No, indeed. He says free agent for life. Sometimes you definitely gotta, you know, you gotta up your game on that one too. It's a little bit depressing when you keep going in on those. All right. But, you know, have them in your rotation or whatever you need to do. 1 800 Young Trash after his wife passed, Bob Barker smashed Price is, White, Price is Right model. Diane Parkinson, he called it off, and then she also me to him or also to him, but um, but she dropped the lawsuit, be like Bob and live the free agent lifestyle. I remember that lawsuit. I remember they came after Bob Barker. This was not even during the Me Too era, right? This was way earlier. Um, that 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 she came um at him, and I think maybe several other one of those uh you know models. What do they call them? <laughs> right, models came after him and uh it, it was like a, one of the early signs guys what we have to understand and thank you to, for the amber heard trial is we're really seeing this manipulation take place so what's really happening is uh related to consent and this is what's dangerous about relationships today is because they've convinced you like they've convinced a lot of people and they convince you through guilt about the ability to remove consent after the fact okay and play the victim now if they want to play that game Go ahead. Why you want to play your games on me? If y'all want to play those games, well, then as a result, men are going to be less likely to be in with you. They're less likely to want to work with you. They're less likely to want to collaborate with you. They're less likely to want to cohabitate. They're less likely to want to get married. Uh, people don't realize that they're digging a hole. And this is what happens when you think emotionally. I think, unfortunately, young women and women in general have been victimized. But a lot of times they are manipulating people by saying that they're the victim when they just got their heart broken or they got smashed and dashed or they just, you know what I mean? They they didn't get nothing in the end. She thought maybe she was going to marry Bob Barker and she didn't get that or she didn't get the promotion. All right. I'm putting out a video kind of reviewing that with um, the guy uh, that was on the Good Morning America or whatever NBC Today show. I know a woman that was one of the women who called out that that newscaster can't remember his name, but it, my old video is coming out about that this week. And uh, what ended up happening was they end up basically making him out to be a predator, but they were sleeping with a married man in order to get promotions. And when she didn't get the promotion, oh, here we go. Remove consent and then make him out to be the demon. Of course, hey, he was he was eating and crapping at the same place. He was in violation. However, when you say the story, when you read the story out, it seems like you were complicit, right? You you were an adult and you engaged in the activity with him. So this is what we're talking about. And so uh, the Amber Heard trial and with Johnny Depp is proving that 
uh, women can gaslight men. They can emotionally abuse men by threatening them, threatening with loss of freedom, threatening them with losing their children, threatening them with taking them to child support court, which this is all gaslighting. This is all in a form of abuse, which we determine what's called IVF, according to the psychologist um, that testified in the trial. So when people do these things like that, oh, I thought I was going to be able to marry you. I thought I was going to be able to get a promotion at my job by sleeping with you. And thus they play the victim and they call you out and then try to sue you and then say, I'm removing consent or he's a predator when you fully were complicit and participated is gaslighting, abuse, threats, and all of these things. And this always happens to successful men, right? I'm going to call the police on you guys. That's abuse because first of all, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to scare you with it. And many times they don't have a reason to call. They just threaten to call. That is abuse. That, that is going to be characterized as abuse. And they call that IVF, uh, KT King, actually, whatever the real, the, the name of it is, but it's called IVF. This is abuse, most likely characteristically done 90% of the time from men to woman. 90% of the time, it's from man to woman. I'm oh, sorry, woman to man. Yeah, 90% of the time, it's from woman to man. This is abuse. Threatening to call the police for a uh, very small event because you're upset and you're emotional. And then the guy goes to jail and then you come bail him out. That is emotional abuse. Okay. And people get away with it. What is it? IVF. So <laughs> uh, it is what it is. By the way, I had them. Uh, I had them um, linglings all over me today. I went and got me a little massage. <laughs> I went and got me a little massage. Them linglings had them hands all up on me. Them hands up on my hip. When I dip, you dip, we dip. <laughs> they was in there oh yeah matt lauer is the guy's name matt lauer was the one that went down on that and i knew one of the ladies i knew her personally and we've had a falling out because she found my content and one of the pieces of content that she found was me talking about the matt lauer situation and then she went nuts she went to my kid's school because she was a parent at my kid's school and she went to the kid but my, at that time but when she found the content my kids were already out of the school and with they, they weren't at the school anymore <laughs> All right. But then she went to the principal's office. What are we going to do? This guy's doing this and that. The principal at that school was like, his kids don't even go here no more. <laughs> and they were like, we need to go to the superintendent now because of my content. Well, I tell you, man, they really tried. That's gaslighting in itself. So she's upset that I'm free, uh, speak, freely speaking. So she went to threaten. She didn't threaten me, but she went to threaten or she attempted to threaten me. Because she didn't like to get called out and she was going to go to the superintendent. I never mentioned her name or show her photo. And she was the one going on Inside Edition, giving interviews all up in the videos, dancing, singing all up in the videos. <laughs> right. This is what I'm talking about. That is a that is an emotional abuse. You don't have to. What are you trying to do? Get me in trouble? Get my kids kicked out of school because you mad. I tell you, man, people are crazy lunatics like that. And they do it and they get away with it all the time. All the time. Somebody said, dodge a bullet there. No, that's in violation. She can't do that to me. She can't do that to me. So, oh, another thing I was talking about. Yeah, threaten to call the cops on a black man. I mean, when, when black women use that, or any woman use that specifically against a black man, that's like saying, I'm calling a slave master to come get you. I mean, what more can you say? We all know the history between black men and the police. It's not very good. So if somebody threatens you, that is essentially a plantation politic trick 
uh, form of abuse that they're using on you and that they probably used during the plantation days. If they're using it now, you can damn sure bet that 135 years ago, they were using it. If you don't do this, boy, I'm going to call master on you. Oh, child, don't call the master on me, child. I know when my brothers, the pro-blacks are here and they are already pissed off. They are already pissed off. So I'm just going to have to tell you, I will shuffle. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man, what, what you going to do? Look out, boys, it's coming through. Yeah, man, yeah, man. All right, so we're back now. I know. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, Warhammer says, "All I care about now is money and health. Money and health. I agree myself. All right, R F R Capital. We in here. Appreciate you, man. Disclaimers rolling. R F uh, R F R Capital. Thank you, man. Appreciate you for being here. He dropped some capital. Why is it a different color on my page? Oh, you you dropped twice here." My, my screen's not catching up. Let me do a couple more. RFR Capital, what'd you say? You said, um, I'm not seeing it here on my screen. Where it is? Where it is? I got to get it before. Okay, he says, um, first time leaving a super chat. Didn't know I had how to leave a message. Paying tuition, successful business owner, swatting away them bottom, bottom feeders on the daily. Thanks a lot. Appreciate that one, man. You guys got to get to the point. I know a lot of young men don't. You're not there yet. A lot of men can't determine what's a bottom feeder, what's a waste of your time, who's bipolar, um, you know, not to mess with crazy women. So a crazy woman throws some crazy piece leave on you and you get sprung. And you don't realize why you got feelings for this person and uh, they're leading you astray. But at some particular point, you guys got to get to the point where you say 80% of women are no good for you, not because they're no good. They're no good for you because of where you are in life. I know a lot of people get that wrong. You think I'm saying 80% of women are no good because they're women. No, they're no good for you. You can eliminate them. It actually makes your life a lot easier. I actually do a lot of things to make my life easier. I wear all black all the time. Like the majority of time you see me is going to be all black or dark colors. You know why? Because it's easier for me to get dressed in the morning. Mm. <laughs> I don't be in there. Oh, look at the coogee sweater. Oh, damn. Oh, what about the Louis shirt? Oh, what about this one? Oh, match this with this and match this with the hat. I don't spend time. I'll mean, be like this. Black t-shirt, shorts. <laughs> so I live in California. I ain't got no time. All right, shorts or maybe sweats in the fall or the, the spring. Early <laughs> Just grab a black t-shirt. I got 50 of them in there. I don't even care if <laughs> I don't even care what it looked like. All right, half of them got my logo on it. All right, I'll be I'll, I'll be out and dressed <laughs> like that. I mean, I I try to make my life simpler. I try to make my life simpler, uh, and that's one of the things I do. So when I eliminate eighty percent of the women, that's just because if I don't, then I'm always wondering. I'm always wondering. So then I got to really hone in on. Okay, who do I want? All right, what do I want? What type do I want? I don't care what other people think. What I want, I don't care. This is what I want. If it ain't this, forget it. Or if it ain't this, it's practice. Hi, my name is Haley. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throwing fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cussed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to. Yeah, I'm on my Kaylee tip now. It's like, hey, it ain't that. I don't care, man. I've had everything else in 
large amounts. All right, I'll be over here at the junior college. By the way, I got to get into this show. Hey, you know what? Um, I'm going to retouch on something that uh, I've been talking about lately, uh, mental health. I talked about that on the stream last week. I talked about it to th this morning. I've talked about it recently. Um, a lot of things have been going on with this, and I recently made a post on Instagram. They yanked it down talking about mental health. Of course, people were in there calling me all kind of names, all right, for my opinion on this. And, of course, I only kick facts over here. I only kick facts. And what I did touch on is a lot of times people use it to manipulate, all right? They will say, you know, they got caught in the bind. They don't want to be accountable for something. So all of a sudden, they will claim mental health. I've been talking about mental health. Uh, there's been issues with overdiagnoses, issues with mental health therapists violating people. Go look it up on the Internet. I'm not going to show you that. But there's many, many cases. Also talked about the fraud, the insurance fraud related to that and how you become a customer. Now, I, what I want to say is if you believe mental health, you need some help. Where's my Jordan clip? Stop it. Get some help. If you believe so, go do so. Do your due diligence. This is what we do here. This is what we do here. My job here is to make you think and not just believe something's good just because everybody says it's good. And I, this is what I challenged people earlier. Just because you say it's good and the world thinks it's good and I question it, why am I the enemy? Because I have plenty of reasons to question it. Now, if you start browbeating me, and become emotional when I say what I say. That, that gives me more reason to question it. It's not bad. It's good. There's nothing wrong with it. You're ignorant and uneducated. I heard all of those things. This is the stupidest, this is the stupidest post ever. Hold on. Hold the, hold the phone. I can't question the mental health industry. That's like when I came on here and questioned the marriage industry. Everybody got in their panties in a bunch. Until I hammered it, hammered it, hammered it home, statistics, data, and we gave you examples, examples, and still people. Well, that's not true because you don't want it to be true or you haven't done your due diligence to go back and check it out. Now, I'm going to take a little bit of time to clarify my position. I'm not trying to be ignorant. I'm not saying that it's not uh, worthy for you to do so. If you feel it's worthy for you to do so, go ahead and do your due diligence, but never feel guilty for saying, I don't buy into it. It's okay to not buy into it because it's not 100% perfect science. They're experimenting many times, and this is just the truth. And many times they're experimenting on you. This is just the truth. I know you don't want to hear it because it's one of those things that can't be challenged in our society. However, take a look at this. Sometimes it gets, goes too far. Ben Simmons rumor, Star told the Nets, a mental block that uh, basically could impact his back injury. So he's trying to not to get on the basketball floor. Oh, I got a mental block. See, this is a case of people using it to their advantage to get out or skirt accountability, to get out of doing something or skirt accountability. In this case right here, I played the video of this mental health professional that said sometimes people lie on these tests to try to get favor and manipulate the psychologist, and the psychologist can pick it up. I played this video. I'm not going to play it now. But what she basically said was, hey, this person tried to manipulate the test. We have ways to find out if you manipulate the test. And then as such, this person answered so many questions that and lied on so many points of this test that we can prove she was uh, using it to manipulate. And so a lot of times you will be against the person that will use mental health against you. And they will say they're going through some things and they're suffering. And they will say, I'm at a therapist and this therapist diagnosed me as this. Therefore, you're that because you abused me. She tried to do that and she got caught. 
This is what people do with mental health and you have to watch out. What about this? This is from Psychology Today. Psychology Today, this is the source right here. If you want me to put it in the description box, I will. And I'm going to read it to you. When talking doesn't cure, because my point was therapy is not a cure. It's not the end all be all. And I'm going to show you another slide that says, uh, basically, um, in it should be used in conjunction with good habits, discipline, breakfast, eating, uh, outside sources, getting out, socializing. But people use it as the end all be all. And I say it's not the end all be all. But it can be used in conjunction with you doing good things in your life. Okay. The good things like the good discipline, the good eating habits, good exercise, sleeping patterns. All right. Just don't go to some therapist just because they say they are therapists. What? Read this. Read this. I'm going to read it to you. Negative outcomes in therapy. Any technology that can heal can also injure. Therapy often works, but not always. But not always. And that was my point. At times, it may prove ineffective and at other times, even harmful. This should not be a surprise or this should not be surprising. See, for you, because you're a blue pill, because you're plugged in, you think because somebody just says mental health. Oh, there it is. Let's just stop here. And I always say, no. They may be manipulating like Amber Rose. I'm Amber Heard. They may be using it to get out of accountability like Ben Simmons, and they're just going to threaten gaslight you and then say, oh, just therapy, mental illness, and you can't touch me now. That's what they do. Something, somebody's in my house. They ain't, they ain't happy about this. But here it is right here. This should not be surprising. It's not always effective. Sometimes it's ineffective, and sometimes it's harmful. Any technology that has real power to clarify and heal, by definition, also has the power to distort and harm. All intervention, medical, environmental, social, psychological, financial, have positive side effects, I'm sorry, have potential side effects and unintended consequences, all carry odds of failure and harm. It is what it is. You can be mad all you want, but it is what it is. And that's what I said. And I don't just speak out the side of my neck. I read these things prior to me talking. What about this one right here? Massive fraud, psychiatry corrupts, corrupt, psychiatry's corrupt industry. The United States loses approximately $100 billion to health care fraud each year. Up to $20 billion is of this is due to fraudulent practices in the mental health industry. Huh? $20 billion? That might be more than prawn, by the way. That's damn near close to the NFL numbers. Governments and private health insurance companies have provided them with billions of dollars every year to treat mental illness, only to face industry demands for each uh, even more funds to improve the supposed even worsening state of mental health. Now, let's even get to that. Are we overdiagnosing mental health? And I, that's what I challenge. Somebody said, be careful. <laughs> you have to actually look at these things. And it's out here. There it is. It's out here. What about this one right here? Overdiagnosis in psychiatry. Okay. There's plenty of plenty of articles here that literally talk about this. And they're disclaiming. They're putting disclaimers out. Watch out. Okay. Just today, a Utah Jazz assistant coach got arrested for a fraud case in which, let me just show you down here. He previously was the wellness counselor for the union helping oversee in mental health and wellness department in which he were, they were doctors, dentists, medical providers. They were all scheming 
and recruiting others to conspire to steal millions of dollars. $5 million to be exact. Okay, so listen. My job is to make you think. My job is to make you think. Okay, and I'm here to let you know sometimes these things can be used against you when you don't know. Some people will get you into believing that, oh, this is to help you or this is to help people that you love. All right. And they'll, they'll put the people that you love in there and it'll turn, they'll use it against you. Okay. But it's okay. Not all people, just like there's not all personal trainers are bad. Not all doctors are bad. Not all YouTubers are bad. Not all dentists are bad. But there's some bad ones and they really put dirt on everybody's name. Okay. Even Jordan Peterson, he's a psychologist. He has a degree. He sat around there and said, many times, you don't have a mental health issue. You're hungry. You're sleep deprived. Um, you're, you're lacking exercise. You're not getting outside in the sun enough. He said that. I'm going to find that video. I'm going to find that video. So that's all I'm challenging. And it should be okay. <laughs> so it should be okay. But when you tell me I can't challenge it, then I get really upset. And see, and, and, and I, it's so much to the point that even if I talk about it, everybody's like, uh-oh, they're going to come after you. See, that is where it is. That's how big of a deal it is uh, that um, people can intimidate you into not talking about it or questioning it or providing evidence to state that, hey, maybe this isn't the end-all, be-all. Maybe people are using it to their advantage. Maybe people are fraudulent. Maybe people are corrupt. It is what it is. <laughs> but it is what it is. All right, so shout out to everybody here. On this one, I provided my empirical evidence and data. Uh, so when people say, you, you need a therapist, right? Well, we really need to hone in on what that is because is that the end-all, be-all? If, if, if people do that, are they gaslighting you, right? Because people do use that to gaslight you. They'll say, hey, um, they'll say, hey uh, I don't like what you're saying. You need therapy. That's gaslighting. That, that's not even, <laughs> you're not even addressing what the issue is. You're basically saying and using manipulative tactics by threatening me or questioning my mental health. That, that would be the definition of gaslighting. Hold on for a second. I got to pull up the definition of gaslighting. Gaslighting definition. Right. And, and, and psychologists actually are the ones who came up with this definition right here. So um, let's look at this. It's, it's literally the term. If somebody says that to you, they're literally gaslighting you. So here it is right here. Gaslight. Gaslight. Manipul manipulate someone by psychological means into questioning their own sanity. They're basically saying you're crazy. And then you're supposed to sit back. Maybe I am not saying the right thing. It literally is when they say you need therapy or you should go. That's literally gaslighting you by definition. All right. They're not trying to help you because if they were trying to help you, they would say, you know what? Let's take you to the side and maybe I can take you to the emergency room. Do, do you have, you know, you would look for symptoms of it. But because you disagree, you're going to gaslight. Mm. <laughs> I hate to prove people wrong, but I used your own people. I used your own psychology book against you. It's literally gaslighting when somebody does that to you. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm closing tabs right now so that... So they don't come after me on this one because I was going to go in the MK Ultra, but that would have been too much. 
Because if you throw in MK Ultra Mind Control, then a lot of them were using public school universities, Columbia, UCLA, Stanford. Uh, look it up yourself. Look it up yourself. And these were so-called people. They were using psychotherapy and mind-altering drugs. Don't get me started. <laughs> this is where people help me, uh, hate me. Do not get me do not get me start started. And by the way, the kosher clinician clinician. All right, give myself the. I'm gonna put a doink in every time I pronounce a word, mispronounce a word. I just did it. Doink. All right, shout out to the kosher clinician. As a therapist, many abuse the therapeutic process. Let's have a conversation. Uh, tried to, in the past to reach out. I did see your chat at the end of yesterday's show, so I went and checked out your page. I haven't done much collaboration. I know a lot of people are like, collab with me, collab. I've been really just focusing on my platform, but I'm sure there's some particular way we can get together and um, maybe I can point you to somebody else that does collab and uh, maybe I can set that up. So that's basically what I've been doing here in 2022. I haven't been trying to collaborate or anything. If you see me collaborate with somebody, it was an old footage, like it's reused footage. So, um, um, appreciate you reaching out. Um, I like that there's professionals here. There's a lot of professionals here. I don't mean to rain on your parade, but even the professionals in the industry know that I'm not lying. All right. I'm not lying, but you know, who doesn't, who, you know, who do think I'm lying normies, emotional people. They're the ones the first to come out and say, I'm an idiot and I'm uneducated. That's gaslighting. I'm not uneducated. I looked it up. You didn't. You don't want to drink the Kool-Aid. I didn't, Mr. Jim Jones, French Guyana participant. The the. <laughs> All right. You don't want to drink the Kool-Aid, not me. I don't drink the Kool-Aid. I actually see something and I go, wait, why are you pushing that on me? Let me look at it. And then when I look at it, I go, well, it ain't it ain't the end all be all. And here you come. How dare you? How dare you? Don't how dare you me. It is what it is. <laughs> All right. People be mad at me, man, for spitting truth. I tell you, man, they don't want facts. Jim Jones, Kool-Aid drinking. <laughs> hey, nothing's 100% perfect. Not even the coach. There's nothing. There's no thing that cannot be challenged here. And you know what? A lot of you guys get in trouble for not challenging something. This is how you get into the Tuskegee. <laughs> Anytime they have something and they put it up and they say, you cannot question this. You literally should question every single thing about it. Every single thing about it. I'm not the one to be like, oh, okay, you said so just because you said so. No. <laughs> All right, anyway. Where are we at? And even when you question it, you might arrive to the point where, yeah, okay, I believe in this. Okay, that's fine as long as you questioned it. But don't just go in and say, well, I can't question this because everybody will be pissed. No, hell no. No. And I'm not afraid to speak about it. All right. There's only a couple things here that I'm afraid to speak about. But just because you get your panties in a bunch about something that you believe in that I don't doesn't mean I'm an idiot, uneducated or wrong. I did my research. You did not. You clearly did not. And you're saying I can't challenge something because you're you got some feeling about it. So. So how dare you? Anyway, I believe people use that particular industry against other people to manipulate them. That's what I believe. Not all the time, just enough. 
<laughs> Let's, let me stop today. Because then I get pissed off. But I like being pissed off. Shout out to uh, Domain Stick'em. Never trust a gordita and a smile. That girl is poison. 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 You can't trust a big butt to smile. Shout out to Leave. Sup, coach? Where is he at? It went up. I'm going to catch up. Do I have it on this screen? What is going on? I can't take it no more. Uh, let's see here. What's up, coach? He says, this is from Leaf. I know you're not one for guests, but would you make an exception for Uncle Earl if we can get him on the program? I would. Um, it would be interesting. I probably would record it, you know, because um, <laughs> because if Uncle Earl might be asleep or he might be on that sipping on some scissor, you know, he down there in the South. So he might be sipping on some scissor and I might catch him wrong. This is what happens when you go live. I did a live interview. It was going left. Right? And I was like, oh, he was on a Henny. He was drinking glasses of Henny by the time he showed up. So I probably would interview him recorded style. Shout out to RP. I got RFR Capital. I got you, man. Thank you for super chatting for the first time. All right. The champ is here. 301. He says, why do men take shortcuts and skip their monk mode, coach? Dealing with XXs while broke is a recipe for disaster. XXs don't help build, fellas. They don't. I know this is one of the things about men that we had to get over because we talk about monkey branching and them being hypergamous, right? So people, men first, at first we were trying to say, these women are gold diggers and they're out of their mind for wanting six figures and all this stuff. But at some particular point, you have to come to the agreement that broke dating is a disease for men and women, all right? But women can get away with it. Unfortunately, that's what happens, all right? But- as a man, you're really shooting yourself in the foot broke dating, all right? Because then you're going to expect them to do things out of tradition and loyalty. That doesn't exist anymore. That's a little bit delusional on men's part. So what you should do is find a way to get some leverage. You don't have to get rich, but get yourself to the point where you're feeling yourself. Pause. Get yourself to the position where you're feeling yourself. But it's not the end all be all, but it's going to help just a little bit. If you're getting married or you're moving in with a woman and you're trying to squeeze funds or you think you're going to save money, I'm going to tell you you're not. Mm. Not today you aren't. You're going to find her tipping out. Be a little bit financially stable. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm a professional here. Jacob Ramseer. Ramseer is a member. Thank you. You can get the Sunday streams in the morning. Seeking arrangement style. Fitness whenever, wherever channel. He says, I second what Warhammer said. Life is too short to fight for a community that continues to do the same BS and expect different results. Insanity. Anyone? I agree, man. I've heard all of the mumbo jumbo I need to hear. And I've seen all the Al Sharpens and Jesse Jackson I need to see. That be it for me. I'm, I'm checked out. Let me know when y'all got it together. Jacob Ram is in the building. I know a while back you talked about Getting Chronicles of Judah on your show, do you ever did that ever work out? I didn't reach out to him. And as far as I know, he's only doing content on uh, Patreon. All right, on Patreon. So hold on. Like I said, I haven't really focused on collaboration. So um, he's a good guest. Uh, he would be a good guest. And um, in the meantime, I do suggest you go to his channel. All right. He's a little bit heavy on some of these things. So. You got to be prepared for it. If you don't know who Chronicles of Judah 144 is, 
Go to his channel. Again, when you go to these channels, I'm not telling you to believe everything they tell you, but it is a different approach. Um, he is heavy in the, I don't even know what you would call his content. It's not Red Pill. It's, you know, it's not, it's definitely not relationship content. What would you call his stuff? He is on, he's on another tip. All right. So you got to really go in there. He will talk about mind control. He will talk about, um, I don't know, what would you call that? Uh, he's, yeah, he's, oh, a cult. I guess that would be it. That would be it. But he does dive in into issues. I mean, he breaks some stuff down. So I won't say that. I won't, I won't tell you what he is. I will let you go see. All right. Uh, Ruben Chavez is in the building. Shout out to you. Um, Leaf says, coach, the black tees don't bother you in the California heat. Not really. No, no, they don't. I mean, I wouldn't go to the beach in a black t-shirt. I would try to lighten it up a little bit, but the black t-shirts don't bother me. I'm in the coast. I'm near the Pacific coast. If I was inland, yes. If I was in the Valley or something like that, it would bother me. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jeremiah Franch was, uh, was just having a reality check with the first employee about his availability. Uh-oh. And income affecting the stability of his marriage and his value to his family. Oh man, interesting, interesting. So he's your employee, and he has issues with being stable uh, economically, and he's having issues with his family. So that does uh, affect families. Money is probably the number one reason why uh, marriages break down. They will say why divorce happens, but marriages break down over money. All right. So anytime you're in cohabitation. And the money's not right, your relationship will break down. Every now and then, you will see a homeless woman with a homeless man, and there'll be a couple. It's very rare. And they'll have a dog and all of that stuff. They'll be living in the back of the van, walking down the street, looking like hippie hitchhikers. You'll find that every now and then, but most women aren't going to put up with that, sadly. All right, Benevolent Brother says mental health is an intros introspecting matter introspecting matter mean i believe that means it's looking from within all right introspection definition here i want to make sure i got it right and it says the examination or observation of one own one's own mental and emotional processes yes so i would agree with that but sometimes people need someone to talk to and maybe think about things a little bit differently which i get i understand that you may not have had uh people you know, not a lot of people can do that. <laughs> Introspect and reach from within, come to some conclusions that are rational and then feel healthy about the world. Some people give up and quit. So I get it. You, If you're that type of person, go ahead. If you have trauma in your life, which all of us had. Oh, by the way, that article that I was going to read was talking about um, every trauma seems to be people want to be diagnosing it for something. And that's a problem in the industry. They were saying this is a rampant problem in the industry because every Every single uh, lifetime scrape that you get into, people want to diagnose it, and they clarified that as a problem, which I believe is well. So it's not people are like, well, that's stage one or phase one of the. No, it ain't. You going through some shit. That's all it is, and you need to look within yourself or go talk to somebody. It ain't something. You know what I mean? Everything's not something. And a lot of people do also say they have something and they never been tested for it. Uh, that article was talking about that. Oh, I got bipolarism. Are, are you taking meds or, or do you have any? You don't even have the diagnosis, but people will say they have it just so they can you can garner sympathy for them or not come down hard on them and hold them accountable. It is what it is. You know what I mean? So he's right on that. 
I believe, at least in my belief, it's introspective. Look from within. You know what I mean? You have to sometimes take L's. Sometimes chalk it up a W. Chank up the W. And somebody else was the L. All right. Lyndon Henry says, I disagree all the way from Montego Bay, Jamaica. As we know, I disagree is what people usually say. They either say names or I disagree. Can you provide some little bit of context of what, what you disagree on? Okay. But he's just uh, saying that. Billy the Kid. Billy Kid says there's a difference between depression and sadness. Again, I think people do lean on, oh, I'm depressed. No, you just sad today, man. Can you just be sad? The day didn't go your day. Hey, how many of us have had days not go your way? Plenty of times. And you're sad. Some of you have had consecutive days not go your way. And you're sad about it. All right. But I find it interesting that people, yeah, man, it's just what it is what it is. I got to do one more. I got the kosher clinician. He's a therapist. We have a therapist in the house. And, And when I question your profession, don't think I'm crapping on you. Right. I'm not crapping on you as an individual. Right. I can talk about personal training. I can talk about YouTubers all day long. Uh, you can talk about them, too. It doesn't mean you're talking about me. We're just talking about the industry. Last one, zero fallout. He says the first rule of drug dealing is getting return customers. <laughs> That's what I was told. That's what I was told. Cures don't make money. Making new problems and providing treatment will ensure junkies come back. I mean, customers. And that's undeniable, dude. And anybody wants to deny that, I don't know what to say. I mean, that is literally could be what's going on. I mean, on a massive scale, I told you of a hundred billion dollars, two twenty billion of it was just that, All right? Fraud, making sure people come back. And listen, um, I always, I'm not gonna get into that no more. I already addressed it. I already addressed it. We're going to move on with it because people going to really get their feelings hurt. This is not true. No, 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 no. no. I already showed you the evidence. I don't want to hear nothing. I already showed you that that it should be questioned. It should not be one of those things that you bully me with. All right. I already been bullied with stuff. If I decide to do it, I decide to do it. If I got, if I decide to be against it, I'm against it. If I decide to question it or at least want to do my due diligence, I can do that. But don't just bully me and say, it's all great. No, you can't question it. And I also can tell you, you probably should go see one if you believe that one can help you. That's like me telling you to go to the doctor. Well, you probably ain't sick, but hey, go to the doctor and get checked out if you feel like go getting checked out. Anyway, let's go to the second part of this stream right here. Uh, Oh, do not follow her plan. This is the main event. If you missed my morning show, yeah, I was going in on Generations. Ba- Generation X and the Baby Boomers caught wrecked in this, this morning. All right. Speaking of, we got a 31-year-old female here. Uh, this is from the channel Atlanta Street Interviews. Atlanta Street Interviews channel right here, 27,000 subscribers. Congratulations to him. When I first did one of his first videos, he had probably 6,000 subscribers, maybe something like that. Can't remember. Let's go ahead and give him a like. Like. This was uh, released today. Here's a woman, 31 years old, homeless family. Two kids moved to Atlanta with a man. And kids one month ago lost job, now homeless. We're going to examine this particular uh, clip here. Uh, One of the things that I'm trying to get men to understand, even though in relationships, in modern relationships, Uh, Women will appear to have all the answers, right? They will appear to be uh, very good at decision-making, 
especially when hindsight is apparent, meaning when the event has already passed, the decision-making is very easy. But during decision-making, oftentimes people go silent. Where's all the opinions now? What should I do now? And all of a sudden, they quiet in here. How dare you? So I recognize this as a pattern of human behavior of people who think they're good at making decisions only when the information is present. But they're not very good at making decisions when planning, meaning planning ahead, looking out for potential pitfalls, making sure uh, the people who need to provide and protect, provide and protect. Yeah, somebody said she's 31. I did question that, too. I did question that, too. That is a hard 31. But it is what it is. People can wreck their life early on. Now, let's look at this particular video, and I'm going to point out, I'm going to say fair use first. We're using our, invoking our fair use privileges. So thank you for, to the Atlanta Street interviews. He has several people on here like this that have gone through a hard time, but we're going to find out why they went through a hard time and why they continue to shoot themselves in the foot. Uh, roll the film. Wait a minute. I hit the button. Okay. Is, is this like a, a nuclear type of deal? Where okay, hold on. I got to skip ahead just a little bit because this is the intro. Okay, there she is right there. We got a, we got a family out here today. You know, we got mom and, and we got dad and son as well. Daughter. Wait a minute. Let's scroll back. It looks like. What's up, YouTube? Atlanta Street Interviews out here with another one. Um, so we got a, we got a family out here today. You know, we got mom and, and we got. Okay, uh, we do have two children out here. Unfortunately, I do have to show the children. I tend to not try to show the children here or talk about children here. All right, but he had this on his channel and I can't do anything. Uh, there is the father and he does not look like he's in good condition. He looks like he is following and he is definitely not leading and he's taking, you know, he's not being vocal here. He looks like he's going through a rough time. All right, so let's go ahead and continue. Yeah, he's a great interviewer, this guy. Got dad and son as well, daughter. All right, and so... Um, how you doing today, miss? Um, kind of wish it was better, but. Okay, okay. Um, all right, so she's going through a tough time. Wish it was better. All right, wishing ain't going to do a damn thing. Neither is praying or hoping. All right, you got to actually do something. All right, depending on some things to change without doing anything is actually pointless. All right, develop a plan. Let's attack this. Let's be logical. Sometimes you got to shit some dead weight and make something happen. All right, like get rid of the dude, get rid of the woman. All right, put the kids somewhere instead of living on the street. You obviously don't have a plan here, but it happens. Um, are you guys homeless right now? Yes. Okay. Um, how old are you? 31. Yeah, we're going to call cap on that. We're going to call cap on that. 31? 31. All right, so she's already lying. All right, here we go. 31. And so how long have you guys been homeless? Um, for about a week now. So it's probably been a month. All right. So she need to think about that probably for a week. I mean, a week you would know. All right. What did you were thinking about a week? I mean, it's about a week or it's in a month. A week. Okay. And so what was it that happened a week ago that caused you guys to become homeless? Um, I was working at one place and I didn't have the money to get there because I was trying to make sure my kids had a roof over their head and to eat. And next thing I know, they called me and told me that my employment was terminated because I was able to make it to work. Okay, I've described these things uh, in the last couple of streams. Okay, I heard the ghetto phrase of deception. 
the ghetto phrase of deception was there. And next thing you know, she said. Anytime you hear next thing you know, she has omitted significant things or she's trying to make herself look bad. That's the same as what had happened was next thing you know, and then uh, sooner or later, you know, these are all lies of deception. So something happened. We don't know. I can't really say. But she's trying to play the hero and the victim at the same time. I was trying to keep a roof over my head and I couldn't get to work. Well, that, that doesn't make sense. I mean, anybody that has a job, your duty is to get to work. Okay. You got to get to work. And because if you go to work, you'll get money. So if you got to walk 21 miles to get $70 that day, and you got to do that for the next month, that's what you got to do. You got to get the money. <laughs> Come on. Why do you stop? Why do you stop the money getting? And then say, I can't get the work. Like that don't make no sense. Get the money. Get the money. Don't eat. I mean, that might be a challenge for her. Uber, Lyft, they ain't going to have that. They don't, they don't have a debit card. So I, I, I'm a bus, a, a, a ride, hitchhike. I don't know. Sell some pizza. You got to go get the money. There was a woman I was dealing with. Oh, uh, it was kind of far. Do you have gas money? Girl, you was going to get some money if you showed up. I mean, come on. You was going to get and leave with a fistful of 20s. I got money. What are you talking about? You don't have gas money. You coming over to get clapped. You was going to have some money. What am I? <laughs> what in the world is going on with people that they say they can't get to work and get the, not get the money? Stop. That is not. <laughs> you got to get the money first. All right. Continuing on. Okay. I mean, so basically, uh, did you call them and tell them or? It sounds like, you know, it was a no-call, no-show, basically, right? No, I called, and they told me because I didn't have a bus pass to get to work that that was affecting me getting to work. What? what are... <laughs> oh, no. See, these people need therapy. <laughs> these people need therapy. Let me tell you how it works. You probably showed up late every time you were there, right? You probably missed days. This wasn't the first time. She's trying to say, oh, I couldn't get to work that day, so they fired me. I Highly unlikely, but she's trying to play the victim by playing the hero at the same time. This is ridiculous. Come on, man. What job is this? Cornerstone. Cornerstone, okay. Cornerstone. Uh, I don't know what that is, but I don't know. All right, so is that is that like an ice cream store? I don't know what that is. Um, And so... All right. So, I mean, that, that's that's pretty. I get that. Um, so basically. The OK, so she was relieved. As you can see, he says, I get that. He didn't press her on it and watch her relief. She ain't even breathing right now because she's trying to see if he buying it, what she's selling. But watch when he says, OK, that makes sense. She looks. Oh, OK, he believed that dumb ass shit. So. All right. So, I mean, that that's that's pretty. I get that. Um, so basically the finances uh, became, you know, once you became unemployed, uh, the finances dried up and. Uh, where were you guys living? Uh, we were staying all the way in Alpharetta. Okay. Let me go back to something else. I'm sorry. I, I'm just thinking about this for a second. Uh, you were that close to being kicked out? Like, this is what I'm trying to figure. I've, I've been close to being kicked out, right? I've been close to being evicted, right? I've had, a, I had like two terrible months, and I had to patch up. I was looking for pennies and nickels under a couch pillow. And I was like, I got to make sure that rent check does not bounce. All right, because my apartment complex, anybody know the apartment complexes here in Southern California, they don't play. 
you 10 days late, they putting the lawyers on you and you're playing a lawyer fee. So I was like, I got to do this because I'm not going to be able to afford the lawyer fee, which is $600, by the way, to prepare um, eviction notice or three day, three day notice to quit and then prepare eviction notice. They'll proceed in three days to 10 days. But 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 she's saying she had the loot. She lost her job and was immediately on the street. I don't believe that or something's not adding up. You mean you were on the street immediately after you got fired from your job? That does not make sense. Okay. At the uh, extended stay. Okay, so it was a hotel, basically. Yes. Okay, so. Oh, she was in a hotel. That's that's where it is. Okay, so that's what makes sense. She was at a hotel. All right. So let's start from. The, okay, so where you guys come? Or a motel, or a Holiday Inn. Coming from though. Uh, we're here. We came out here from Nevada. Nevada. Okay. What part? Uh, we're originally from Las Vegas, but we were in Reno. Okay. Shout out. Jesus. She was all the way in Las Vegas and Reno and Alpharetta. Now she's in Atlanta. About Las Vegas and Reno. Um, it's okay. So, so why did you guys come out here? Uh, for something different and we thought it would be better. I looked at the school districts out here. They said that they had a good school district. I really was doing it for my kids. And so you guys went straight to Alpharetta? Uh, no, we started off in... Uh, like kind of downtown Atlanta at okay. the Motel 6. And then from there, found something, well, as we thought was better to go down that way. I was just had to get up every morning at five o'clock to get to work where I was at in Atlanta. I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm at a loss for word. I, I don't know what's going on here. Um. She went to the get the good school district. She was going to go to send them to the white school in Alpharetta. All right. But it was so far away, five in the morning, all the way. I, I don't know what's going on here. All right. So let's continue on. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, you guys didn't think to just move to a closer extended stay? or yeah. um, I did, but all the ones that I called said that they, were, they didn't have any vacancies. And that's you. Every extended stay had no vacancies. That one, I cannot believe. How many extended stays are in Atlanta, Georgia? There can be not that many. I mean, there got to be dozens. And they none of them had vacancies? Boy, that's interesting. So let's continue. So when we called around, found one that was had vacancies. So that's where we went. Okay. So they knew you were doing something nefarious and they were like, nah, you can't stay here. By the way, I don't call. I mean, you ain't. How are you calling? What are you calling on? I'm going. Well, I guess they can't go anywhere. They ain't got no transportation. All right. So that makes sense. And so how long ago did you guys come here to Atlanta? Um, We came here at the end of March. At the end. OK, so just about a month ago. Yes. OK. OK. Oh, oh, she said a week homeless. So she was at the extended stay. OK, I got it. All right. Um, have the kids been in school? No. Whew. So much for the good school district. So right now, this is the mother of two kids, and they're not in school. This is a person that does not have a plan. I don't know what that man is doing. Her two kids, their two kids, 
does not, they're not in school. What are we doing here? No, okay, so we didn't get to, uh, to get that done. Um, all right, and so, all right, so let, let's start from the beginning. So where, where are you from? I'm from Las Vegas, born and raised. Okay, all right. Like I say, man, shout out Vegas. Definitely one of my favorite cities. This is what prevents me from moving to Vegas. <laughs> this is what prevents me from moving to Vegas because I know what type of town Vegas is. Like, it ain't that far. You gonna have a lot of chronics out there. All right, so let's go ahead and continue. I don't know. Um, <laughs> all right, born and raised. And so, um, growing up in Vegas, uh, did you have both your mom and your dad in the household? Yes, I did. Okay, were they married? Yes. All mm -hmm. right. And so, how many sisters and brothers do you have? Um, it's it's three girls and two boys. Okay. Five kids. All right. All right. Five kids. Five kids. Okay, and so, where are you in the birth order? The first. You're the oldest. Yes. Okay. All right. And so, I mean, growing up, would you say that you had like a fairly normal childhood? Yeah. Okay. Um, did you go to high school? Yes, I did. Graduated. Yes, I did. All right. Okay. 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 Right here, this is where I'm gonna point out something that happens a lot in families with young women. So what typically happens is when they're in a normal circumstance, it might not seem like it's perfect or good. It might not seem, you know, maybe the father's holding the daughter accountable. Maybe the mom is, maybe the dad's an alcoholic or the mom's an alcoholic. Maybe she's a pill popper, or maybe they have too much structure and discipline. And the dad's making her do things and she says, I'm grown, I don't have to do it. In essence, I don't need you. I'll leave here. I'll go do this on my own. So typically, especially the oldest daughter will start to rebel and start to say, hey, I don't have to listen to you no more. I'm going to go do me and I'm going to make it out here. I'm going to make it on my own. And they put themselves in a position where they can say, I, I don't have to listen to you no more. I'm grown. I'm 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. I'm out. And then they get out there in these streets. and. The streets are real, okay? And so she ends up in this situation, but she can't go back home to mommy and daddy because mommy and daddy going to say, we told you. We told you. You, you. you didn't listen. And unfortunately, young kids don't listen. I was, I was similar, and every teenager goes through this stage. So we always try to warn teenagers, man, hey, the streets, the streets, is, the streets are rough, man. Do not go out there and think you can just go in and make it. In these streets. Now she can't go back home. Right? In any college? No. No? Okay. And so, you know, what, what did we do, like, coming out of high school? Like, what was life like at 18? Uh, got a job. Okay, just got a job, started working. Yes. Okay. And so, um, are you guys, do you guys, is, is this like a, a nuclear type of deal where the same, um, is he the dad for both kids? No. Mm. All right, so that man that is with this woman is not the father of either of the kids. Let's go ahead and give them a. Damn. So the man you saw earlier that is following this woman around or he's her pimp. I don't know what's going on. He is not the father of either one of the kids. This is why I tell you a real man does not follow her plan. She don't have no plan. Or unless you're the pimp. I don't know what it, what's going on. I don't know why you're following her around. Ditch all three of them. Ditch all three. <laughs> Amen. Ditch all three. I would dump all three of them to the side of the road. There's no way in hell. Now, unless you're just the, not a real man, right? 
You're going to follow these guys around. Somebody says they're addicts. Yeah. Somebody said fail right through. Okay. So, um, so how many different dads? Uh, is, is he one of the dads? No. Okay. So there's two different dads? Yes. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. My God. Help me, Lord. Help me understand what's going on here. And that's you. Okay, so these are one of these situations that I say you're shooting yourselves in the foot. You're shooting yourselves in the foot. No normal person can think that they can start their life like that, severely disadvantaged, and think you're going to come out on top. Not many people will. So uh, we do this, and then we start blaming everybody else. This is uncalled for. This is this is out of line and out of order in many of ways. So you have two different daddies, and then you got another man running around. Jesus. Okay. And so as far as it goes, um, you know, are, are any of those guys, are they active in the kid's life? No. No? Um, do they pay child support at least? No. no? Okay. Um, ha do you have a child support order in, in the system? or No, just... because I've, I've, the way I was raised, and my dad always told me if a man wanted to help, he will help. You don't need a third party coming in telling you what you should do for your kids. Oh, my God. All right. So... <laughs> In the rare case where I say she should be getting assistance or child support, um, they're not getting it. Why doesn't the father have custody? I have questions. Why doesn't the father have custody? Why can't he take the kids? Why can't he take the kids? You're homeless or you're in a dire straits. Your life isn't. There's women that lives are falling apart, but the only thing they can do is take the kids from the daddy, right? And then harbor the kids, but get your life together. Like you don't have the best living situation. All right. And so you manipulate your kids to believe that you're the best provider and you're not. And Pookie and Ray Ray, not even on child support. She she could use some child support, unfortunately. I mean, I'm against child support, but she could either give up custody of these kids and put them with the father, which she will not do. She's so uh, remember, there's no point where a in, in this particular uh, instance where a woman will stop and go, all right, I, I've lost control of this. Remember, defiance to the very end is their MO, modus operandi. They will defiance to the very end, meaning they will drag these kids into the abyss all the way across the country and never go, all right, I'll throw in the damn towel. <laughs> why? Why? Why, ladies? Why? You, you don't, you're not the best mom. Put the kids with the father. I'm sure they got a home, but you won't do it. Because he was always there for us, so... I just believe in what my dad said. If you want to help, you will help you know what you created. So if you don't want to help, that's a personal problem. That's the only lesson she learned and took from daddy. I get that. I get that. But, I mean, you, you don't ever think like, well, you know, at least maybe if I can get it on paper, then at some point he's going to have to pony up because, you know, this is his child or whatever. Um, and so, I mean, are both of them, how are they doing in life? Like, are they doing um, okay? Well, what happened was she kidnapped the kids. Let's just be fair what's happened. She's kidnapped these kids. Now, the fathers are like, whatever, <laughs> right? But um, an evolved father would 
probably have fought her from leaving Las Vegas and or Reno. But uh, whatever they're going through in her life, she's kidnapped the kids from the father. Let's just be fair. That's what she did. And why is her weave so good? My daughter's dad, he has a girlfriend and he works. There it is right there. So this is why the kid that the daughter is not with the dad because he has a girlfriend and he works. All right. So she's not going to put the kid with the dad because he has a new woman. All right. So that's what that is. Uh, continuing forward. And my son's dad, I have no idea where he is. It was a hit or quit or she was tricking or. Okay, so not really in contact with the son's dad no. and the daughter's dad. You know what he's got going on, but he doesn't really, he doesn't, he's not active and he doesn't take care of them. No. Okay. All right. No, you kept him from the, this is very clear. She does not want the kid around. She doesn't want to give up the kid. And because she's probably going to lose custody for a significant amount of time once they unravel her history. Uh, so in, in essence, she cannot put the kid with the father because she's going to lose the kid. Right. So she kidnaps the kid, keeps the dad away, keeps the dad away uh, because he's had a girlfriend and moved on. All right. All right. And um, and so, I mean, so how long have you guys been together? Uh, we were actually we were we went to high school together. We've been friends for 17 years. And after that, after life had took its trips or whatever, we finally reconnected and been together for the past two years. Uh huh. Huh. All right, 31 minus 17. <laughs> Sounds like about right. <laughs> Sounds about right. That would be prior to high school. Okay. Continuing on. Okay, okay. And so I mean, how's that been going? Oh, it's been fun. It's like the fact that we were friends first, it helps it a lot. Okay. So you say he's just a friend, huh? And that's you. Look at what he signed up for. He signed up for a winner. And that's you. Ain't nothing wrong with dating a single mom here. And that's you. <laughs> and that's you. Look at, hey, she reached out. What you doing? Hey, big head. And that's you. <laughs> hey, I'm still good. I got two kids, two different daddies. I'm still good. Hey. And that's you. Jesus. Okay. Does he have any kids? Yes. Okay. What? Um, and so where are his kids at? Right? In Las Vegas. Las Vegas? Okay. All right. How many does he have? Three. Three. The community needs to have a reset. The community needs to have a reset. Game over. It, it does. I mean, because this is ridiculous. And I'm sure... I am sure that there are several different moms. And you think the white supremacist? Yeah, I mean, y'all really think that the, the white supremacy is the thing. I mean, really? Y'all think that's what's affecting y'all? It's this. This is what's affecting y'all. And many people are doing this very thing. This is downright sabotage. Remember, I did the stream yesterday on sabotage. This is sabotage. You're sabotaging yourself. Unbelievable. He said, the coach, the man is white. Is that guy white? Okay. All right. And so, um, and so, you know, you were saying that you guys, you know, were headed back. Where are you, were you headed back to Reno or Vegas or? Reno. Okay. And so do you have family there or anything like that? Uh, yeah. My baby sister, she's out there with her husband. Okay. Do they have kids? No. No. And so, 
So the baby sister did it the right way. She didn't have kids. She got a husband first, secured the bag. All right. She secured the bag. Got to get my bag and run. <laughs> and uh, maybe Latino. He's on drugs for sure. Uh, I don't know if she is, uh, but um, but the baby sister did it the right way, I guess. They willing to like help take you guys in for a little bit? Yeah. Okay, so that's where you're headed to? Yeah, she, when she found out the situation, she called me and told me just to come to her place. We will figure it out from there. No, don't do that, man. Baby sister, do not do that. Do not let them come. They're going to tear. They're going to steal from you. If she brings that man, your, your house going to be, you can't leave them at home alone. They're going to be smoking dope in the closet and eating up all your food. Do not do it. Oh, my gosh, no. You can't help all family out. Like like a like like a sister should. Um okay, no, I get that. I that's get a that. no. All right. And so you guys are headed there. Um, and so you know your homelessness isn't gonna last long, but you still kinda have to get there, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, do you have plans on doing that already or uh yeah, where we just came from, they the gateway center really helped us get to where we need to go. Okay, okay, all right. Well, so that's we a to a shelter. That's a blessing, that's a blessing. All right. Um, well, you know, if anybody out there wanted to reach out, help. Okay, so we're going to skip this part. She's going to give out her cash app. In the time machine, right? All right, so then he asked another question here. One more question before we wrap. So, you know, if you could get in the time machine, right, uh -huh. and you could go back to any age that you ever was, right? So you got to imagine you're going to pop out of a portal looking exactly how you look, homeless right now. And you're going to be shocked. Your younger self, you ain't even going to know what's going on. But you're only going to have 30 seconds to be back in the past. And the point is to try to tell yourself something that would change this fate right now. What age For me, it was don't get married. That would have been me. Don't marry. That, that's what I would have said. Don't, do not do it. Age would you go to? And what would you tell yourself in those 30 seconds? Uh, I will go back to the age of 16 and tell her don't stop what you're doing keep doing what you're doing so later on in life when you get to this point you don't end up homeless what was you doing i was in high school okay i mean but you say you graduated I, what she was doing was rebelling all right that's what she was doing at 16. so at 16 she said i can do it i don't have to listen to you i'm grown that's basically what happened all right at 16 and then the father, the mother, somebody said, oh, go do it on your own then. Get the hell out, right? And so she said, I'm in control. That's what happened. She pulled the Janet Jackson control. I'm grown. I can do it. And that's what happened. All right. And so she stayed just long enough. And then she went out there to them streets. Graduated, right? Yeah. Uh, I didn't graduate because my birthday late in the year. So I didn't graduate until I was 17. Well, most people graduated 17 or 18. Yeah. What was the difference? I, I'm, I'm, I'm not understanding. Um, like I said, I was born. I was born later in the year. I was born in November. Yeah. And I was in uh -huh. high school. Uh, what? What is going on here? What? She's just. A... <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got that. I was the same way. I graduated high school at 17. Um, but what does this have to do with? She's shuffling right now. She's shuffling. I was in like 11th grade, so. And? I would tell my 11th grade self, just keep your head in the books, keep studying, don't worry about nothing else, do what you have to do so you don't end up. Did you like end up, was you like messing with boys and stuff like that at that time? Not really, no. Okay. Yeah. Not really.
I mean, a little bit, but not really. He wasn't like, so So what was it that you was doing at 16? It sounds like you was taking care of my mom. She was, she had a lot of health issues. Oh, here we go. There it is. I knew it was coming. Now we've arrived at the moment we've all been waiting for. Ding, ding, ding. The sympathy card. My mama, she was sick. She was sick when I was 16. She about to die. And uh, the sympathy Now, she didn't play that card for quite a while, but there it is right there. Guys, parents get sick all the time, man. I mean, look, we go through. Remember, I was talking about this earlier. People will use regular normal events and then, you know, it's a catastrophe for <laughs> catastrophe for them. And then people need to go get therapy and get diagnosed. It's just what life is. Hey, guys, for 200,000 years, parents have gotten sick and died. And the kids had their life goes on, bro. Now, I know it's a traumatic event. Life goes on, man. Death is tough. Divorce is tough. Life goes on. It's the expected. It's literally the order of, of, of events. They supposed to get sick. You know what I mean? They supposed to die. I mean, damn. I'm not trying to sound cold or anything, but the sob story had to come on out. So you would have told yourself not to take care of your mom? No, I would have told myself to keep doing what I'm doing as far as school is concerned and keep helping my mom like I've been doing. So when life, I don't have to worry about don't trying to get into boys right now. Just stay focused on what you need to focus on. Would you? So when, you, when she was sick, you were getting into boys. What is going on here? Would you have like said like, hey, you know, go to college or some other yeah. secondary school or anything yeah, like that? Because I mean, it sounds like you sounds like what you're telling, what you're saying, you would have told yourself is what already happened. That basically you went through school. You said you graduated, right? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, but she didn't graduate, or she did graduate. I don't. Know. What was I, I'm I'm not understanding. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm not understanding either. She's shuffling. And what she's doing is lying by omission. And she tried to play the sympathy card. Thought she was going to go for that. And he said, people die every day, B. What what was going on with you? What the? Basically would have told myself to keep studying and pushing forward to go for my career is what I wanted to do in the beginning. So I could focus on my career. What'd you want to do? I wanted to be a lawyer. <laughs> okay, okay. A lot of reading, man. A lot of reading uh, in law school. But yeah, excellent, excellent. Well, you know, I mean, I'm going to say this. Uh, you're still uh, you're still fairly young, man. You're 31 years old. Um, you can really do anything. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, any change, you know, takes about four or five years for major changes. Um, but four or five years from now, you're 35, 36. And guess what? If you got a degree or this or that, you could be looking at a whole different situation. Yeah. So, all right, man. Well, like I say, we appreciate you taking the time, answering all of our questions. And we definitely wish you nothing but the best out here. All right. Okay. All right. So, uh, Shout out to the Atlanta Street Interviews channel. All right. Atlanta Street Interviews channel right there. Um, this was one of his latest videos. And uh, we can see that she has no plan. He tried to motivate her. You can make some corrections. She would have to drop all that. She would have to drop her kids. She would have to drop that man. So she's for some reason holding on to them. Maybe secure protection. Maybe they're addicts together. I, it's not making sense. She left out a lot of detail. But it's clear that she doesn't have a plan and he's following her. And this is going to only lead him to go astray. If he is addicted, they and they are addicts. They need to get help. Wow. That is a, that's a shame. It's a shame. But people deal with these things on a normal basis. And again, you will fall 
in life. You will fall, but it's about getting up, right? That's not how many times you fall. It's about how many times you get up. And some people don't have the ability to get up. Um, These are people that you cannot follow. Sad story, but it's not the complete story, unfortunately. It's not the complete story. We just don't know what the complete story is, right? Uh, Let's get to these super chats. Did I get zero fallout? Talking about the first rule of dealing drugs is getting return customers. Uh, Chris Rock said there's no, um, there's never going to be a cure to certain things because there's no money in the cure. The money is in the treatment. Okay. Uh, That's just what it is, right? So you have to admit that. If you don't admit that, then you're being delusional, right? You're being delusional and you're you're persecuting me for finding truth in that. And there's truth in that. I, I showed you the evidence of pe- pe- uh, people in that industry bilking insurance companies and defrauding. Um, anytime you hear people say, oh, you have insurance? Oh, don't worry about it. That should be a red flag. <laughs> you know what I mean? I once had a dentist when I lived in New York. And there was this fine dental. I don't know if she was the, she wasn't the dentist. She was a dental assistant. She was a fine Long Island chick. She talked like the girl on the Family Guy, the, the mother. Maj, she well not Maj, but but um, they used to always say you got good insurance. <laughs> you know what? They was in there yanking teeth left and right. They was in there. They was in there. Oh, you got three cavities. They was in there. Hey, come in for your cleaning every two months. They was in there doing all kinds of sh- I'm like, what? And hey, can you come in next week? What? What were y'all doing? You need braces. What? The, what? <laughs> Why am I here all every time? Come in again. Come in again. You're so handsome. Oh, you got good insurance. <laughs> Sooner or later, I figured it out. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't need no damn teeth cleaning every two months. What the hell's going on? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. They was hustling the insurance. That's what they were doing. They was coming in here. Yep, he was in the chair. Yep, I told him he was handsome. Oh, we flossed his teeth. $10,000 to the insurance. (laughs) Come on in. The little seductive Long Island Marissa Tomei. All right, she with the fake blonde hair. Oh, come in. You're so handsome. Come in again. Come in again, again, and again. (laughs) Man, they was killing my insurance. But this is what doctors do. They're known to milk the insurance and bilk them. And if you have somebody that says you got insurance, it's okay. All right. that You already know you're about to get played. I mean, you could have the potential to get played. Don't get mad at me. It's a hustle. It's literally a hustle. So if they tell you you can bilk the insurance and come in, it's $250 a session, and then they make you pay a $30 copay, but they, but they bilk an insurance for $750, <laughs> we found a crack in your tube. They was in there killing me, bro. I was in there like, what is going on? Stop pulling my teeth. We need to pull this one. We can put a cap in this one. You need a damn diddle implant in this one. You got a crack in this one. We want to whiten your teeth today. What? Mm. <laughs> her name was Marissa Yankum. That was her name. She was trying to Marissa yank every damn thing out of her. She was like, you need a whole damn dentures. If I would have stayed there long enough, I would have had dentures by now. <laughs> they was killing me. All right. But I showed up because she was out there stroking my ego. Meanwhile. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Man, she messed me. They messed me up. I was there for two years, every two months showing up. 
<laughs> they probably plumb out of business right now. Yeah, man, I would have had wooden teeth. What a damn shame, man. But look, that's just how people get around insurance. We literally tried to do this in fitness training. We used to always say, if fitness trainers could actually use health insurance, we'd be rich. We'd be rich. So we were always trying to find a way to make uh, get clients to use health insurance. And the one way you can get around it is um, if it's if you work in a gym, that's physical therapy. So I knew a gym that they were physical therapists. They were licensed physical therapists, but they did get clients for physical therapy. But the, the, the gym was not set up for much physical therapy. They had like a skeleton in there. <laughs> they had like a stretch room over here. But they were doing personal training. Like, literally, they were doing more personal training than they were doing PT. And so since the husband, I'm not going to, I'm giving away too much. But the husband was a physical therapist. He can get them to do training under insurance. But if you can get, if you can get that as a fitness trainer, it would literally make fitness trainers millionaires. Millionaire, because they'd be charging $800, $800 a session. Billing it to the insurance. So anyway, he said, Coach, I'm just telling you how people play the insurance game. All right. And so if anybody's using, if you're using insurance for that, I guarantee you many people will do unscrupulous things like that. I'm not going to tell you what gym it was. No, I don't want to snitch all the way. Show enough says 95% of us men are in our feelings, Coach. Wow. Bless you, brother. 95% of us men are in our feelings. Oh, man, that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, Moni, Moni Miz, Moni Mez. I can't pronounce that. Shout out to Moni. We're going to call you Moni in the middle. Somebody says, I'm taking notes. You can do it. I mean, you can do it, but you can try. She says, coach, I just want to want you to rate my feet on stream. Where can I see the pictures? Not kidding. All right. Moni wants to send me the feet pictures in here. And they look like some good chocolatey feet in here. <laughs> All right. She got them good, nice chocolate feet. Hey, Moni, make sure they slim. I don't want to see no bear paws come across my damn screen. All right. If you got bear paws, stubby toes, chubby feet, that's a no for me. I'm going to have to have the sleek and slimy. All right. Long, sleek and slim with the high arch. All right. Get the back in them heels. You know what I mean? Have a pedicure. Get that shea cocoa butter all up on there. Rub it on there. Put that all that grease on it. Shea cocoa butter and get in between them toes right here. You know, right here. <laughs> she said, give me an email. She want to sit in them feet. All right, here we go. Sister, you've been on, on my mind. I don't want to see no ashy toes. And I don't want to see no hairy knuckles. You know what I mean? With like them three hairs at the top. The knuckle of your feet, make sure you get them three hairs off, too. <laughs> I ain't trying to see all them hairy knuckles. All right. Nah, don't send me no feet pictures. Hey, my Instagram. Send them to my Instagram. <laughs> Where are we at here? Uh, uh, Omar Ramo says, go to bed with itchy bum. Wake up with a smelly finger. All right. He said that yesterday. Be real mahogany. The worry married. The worry married in Spanish. I'm sorry. I mean, I think you meant the word. The word married in Spanish is casado. The word casado in English is the hunted. Stay woke. I've actually heard something similar about that. 
um, about words in Spanish related to marriage is not good. Like it doesn't mean something good. So when you say the hunted, this is basically the idea of the picture that comes to mind right here. All right. So you are the hunted and you are the prey. She's the predator, right? And she looking at you. She like, look at his gump. He thinks I love him. Got him. Man, this is the most craziest video you got. Got him. She's sitting there like, look at this fool. All right. He looked over. Oh, he's signing it. Oh, my God. He's signing it. She's like, I got this goofy butt. Look at him. Look at him. He think he done done something good. He's like, look at me. He put the pen down like, look at me. I'm a man now. Because let's just be honest. Um, let's just be honest about this particular thing, weddings and marriages. It is basically a rite of passage into adulthood. Like, this is why I don't see why people in, in their 40s get married. Like, what? why? You can't have kids. Like, what are y'all doing? This is a maturity process. You, you become a teen or an adolescent. Then you start developing courting. You start mating and all of these things. You start planning your family out. And then the marriage, this is why women look at it like, hey, be a real man and make a commitment. So you're you're becoming from a boy to a man. And you're doing this rite of passage and a marriage symbolizes that you're grown. You are taking on responsibilities. But people that do it after 29 and 30, 35 and 40, what? Mm. What are y'all doing it for? That's not even it's 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 pointless by that point. My husband says he's upset with me because in his words, sweetie, you need to stop spending so much money on DoorDash. Ordering it three times a day is not appropriate and we need to start living within our means. Honey, it sounds like you have an income problem, not that I have a spending problem. Start earning more money and we won't have these issues. So I took his credit card that we share and I booked a vacation for my daughter Richard and I. We're staying in a hotel tonight and I hope he enjoys that I charged $8,000 to his credit card. Make more money, darling. Yeah, make more money. And the daughter Richard and I, is the daughter named Richard or is there a man named Richard? You book the hotel for daughter, comma, Richard and I, or is it my daughter, Richard, comma, and I, or aspartame? <laughs> what is it called? What is that thing called? The, the little and. Is it called aspartame? <laughs> no. Mm. All right, here we go right here. What is the and logo? The and, uh, what, what do you call it? What is it called? I don't even know what it's called. It's called apersand. <laughs> the apersand. One word that I won't ever know in my life. Not an asterisk. The aspersand. This is when you go, ah, oh, coach, I found a weakness in the coach. He doesn't know what the aspersand is. Ampersand. <laughs> Aspartame. What is it? Mm. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> it's called the ampersand. They were like, look at coach. We finally find his weakness. He doesn't know the ampersand. <laughs> yeah, All right. Anyway, it's just like, what is Superman's kryptonite? I don't know. Anybody know? All right. Let's put up a poll. What is Superman's kryptonite? Mm. What is the name of Superman's kryptonite? Yeah, I, my weakness is remembering people's name, no doubt. I cannot get people's name. 
All right, what is the name of Superman's kryptonite? I'll wait. Anybody? Let's see how fast you guys are. What's the name of Superman's kryptonite? <laughs> oh, it's kryptonite. Oh, sorry. I was live on air and asked that. It's okay. You know, sometimes I take an L, but it, it could have been Lois Lane too. It could have been Lois Lane. But I literally asked that question. I was like, what is Superman's script? What is the name of Superman's kryptonite? What is that? Yeah, I was lost. I, I, I wasn't smoking that day either. Somebody says, how do I find that video? It's so long ago. You had to be part of the coach gang a long time ago. All right. You had to be watching. That had to be two, three years ago. But, you know, it's one thing that happens on a live show. It's okay. I make mistakes. <laughs> All right. Shout out to E.T. with the sponsorship. All right. My bro sponsoring this morning, and here I am as well. I appreciate you. Three years ago, he introduced me to the Manosphere in your channel. Shout out to your brother. He says, now I'm making six figures in STEM and checking out the Kayleys and the Junior College. Keep it up. All right, man. Appreciate you for that one. You got the brother. You, both of you guys are making it. You're it. You, you guys are on it. All right. And now you're able to sponsor today's show after sticking around. What? Three years? Appreciate you. What did you say? Yeah, three years ago. Shout out to you, man. You remember when I asked what Superman's kryptonite was? And the ampersand. This are, uh, there's always moments in on the show. Uh, and shout out to Kaylee here. Uh, because we know we like a little Kaylee a little bit now and then. Here, here you go. What Kaylee, drop the lyrics in here. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always know it fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cussed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> well, thank you. Kamala sitting there like, I can't believe I'm here with this goofball. He does this to me all the time. Keith Allen says, Coach, they moved to the higher price place in the A. This got to be cap. Yeah, they went right to Alpharetta. Okay, what is going on, man? Like, that, that doesn't make sense. She said, did she have relatives there or in Vegas? I can't remember. All right. Um, let me see here. Frodo Bagham Young says, uh, been focusing on my grind and my ex reaching out to me regarding a property in the Philippines. I said she can have it. <laughs> Peace, quiet, and freedom is the way. Um, man, we're actually learning that. I'm learning to come to grips of sometimes you got to let it go. Sometimes you got to let go. I know this is not the popular thing. Um, I've been listening to Mr. Palmer uh, over on FCK Child Support. And sometimes some things can be blessings in disguises. Sometimes, guys, you just, for, for your peace and your sanity, sometimes you just got to go on and let it go. You know what I mean? Let it go. Let the, let the marriage go. Let the, um, let the, let the case, let live and let live, dude. You know what I mean? They, they want to fight you in the street for 150 bucks. Just let it go. All right, go ahead. Go, just <laughs> have it. You know, man, as long as it ain't going to break you, you're, you're a piece in your sanity because as long as you fight it and you stick in there and you do with the manipulation and the emotional tactics and the, it, it's not worth it. You know what I mean? It's not worth it. You just got to let it go sometimes. 
let it go. You know, your kids, let, let it go, man. You know what I mean? Like, if they, if, if they keep fighting you tooth and nail for 5, 10, 15 years, you're like, man, all right, look. <laughs> Just go on and go. Just go on and go because you your work is done. And a lot of times then uh, they start making life difficult for you. Just release it. You got to let it go. I mean, I know it's difficult sometimes, but uh, it is what it is. Somebody says short guys have to learn. <laughs> Had to let a lot of things go in life. Yeah, uh, we have to do a, a stream on short versus tall guys and what we deal with growing up because there's a lot of, you know, we talked about it the other day, the gentle giant versus the Napoleon complex. Tall people tend to have to be less threatening and short people tend to have to take on a position of defending themselves. It's like the short dog. He got to do all the barking and, rah, 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 and then you stomp your feet at him and then he they, <laughs> And then the tall dogs, man, the big dogs really ain't trying to do nothing to you. They ain't even thinking about you. They just walking down the street like, and you scared of it. You see it, you're like, oh, Lord, he going to do something. He ain't doing nothing. He ain't worried about nothing. So, um, um, you know, short guys tend to overcome. We got to have to have that conversation. Maybe how, how long are we going? We'll go to two hours and I'll read these super chats. Maybe if we have time, we'll go uh, talk about that. Uh, because I'm a, as you guys know, I'm a shorter guy. Uh, people tend to try to use that against you. Oh, you short. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those things. But uh, what I come to realize is everybody's got a disadvantage, no matter what, what, uh, what their height is or weight is. Uh, but it's just one of the things that people can reach for. You know, it is what it is. Um, uh, I think uh, for for the for the good thing is, you know, short people live longer than tall people. Short people tend to be less likely to pile on weight in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s and whatnot. We tend to not get arthritis and start getting our knees hurting and back injuries and all that stuff. So up front in the early years, it's not that great. But on the back end, it's fantastic. We tend to look younger, you know, or when we get older. So it, it, there's a lot of good things that are later on that happens. <laughs> but we don't, we go through a lot of hell early on, man. It's tough. It's tough. And then a lot of things your experience is you turn out a certain way. As a result, uh, Kevin McHale once says, you don't see a lot of 6'9", 60-year-olds. What did Kevin McHale say? Um, Kevin McHale said that at one time. Kevin McHale has a quote about this. Kevin McHale is a basketball player for the Celtics back in the 80s. Um, you don't see a lot. Of, let me see. You don't see a lot of six foot nine guys, older guys. Let me see if I can find the quote. It says right here. I can't find it, but he once said that in an interview. Oh, here it is right here. You just don't see a lot of, uh, no, that's not it. He says, you don't see a lot of seven footers in this country. Uh, but he, yeah, there's a quote attributed to that. Let me see. Let me see here. Anyway, can't find it. But yeah, a lot of taller guys tend to. I mean, when was the last time you seen a really tall old guy? <laughs> you seen a lot of old grumpy ass short old men. <laughs> All right, but um, it's pretty rare. But I don't wish people to be dead at all. I don't wish because you're taller to be dead. But y'all be walking messed up. They be like. Knees all messed up. Y'all been playing basketball all your life. <laughs> Anytime you see an old man, he a little old grumpy old little thing, ain't 
<laughs> he out there ready to buy. Get off my lawn. <laughs> you see him. Hi, sir. What the hell do you want? Grumpy ass. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out. But Kareem, you know, everybody's now naming all the tall old men. This is not the point. We said we don't see a lot. Hey, never, one thing about old people, never think old people were good old, uh, good young people. Like, you know what happens? You see your old people. Oh, look at these old people. And look at this old man. And look at this nice old woman. Never think old people were good when they were younger. They could have been demons and they're here. We need to respect these old people. They just here and they lived all of this life and they're so good. They might have been bad as hell when they were young. They might have. They might have, um, they 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 might have been mean as hell. You don't know, but you always trying to be like, oh, this nice old person. You don't know. They could have been a damn demon out here. They could have just got let out of jail and served fifty years in prison. You don't know. Now they're here. And they got paroled at seventy-seven. Oh man, you've been here. You've been. We need to respect the elders. You don't know. You don't know what your grandmama was doing in these streets when she was a flapper. And she was out there getting smashed out by Martin Luther King and all of them in the hotel rooms, Reverend Abernathy and all of them. You have no idea. You have no idea. <laughs> yeah, the old escape, the old estate killer. You don't know what old people are doing. Let's leave these old people alone. They've been out here. They lived their life. They was all good. You don't know. So never assume that old people were good people when they were young. They could have been flat out evil. And many times they're the ones that last the longest. So this is just comedy, by the way. This is just comedy. Don't take this particularly seriously. But you don't know. I'm just being serious. These are the things I think about. Arnold Ford says uh, the phrase John Kennedy toll, or sorry, to paraphrase John Kennedy toll or tool, uh, these liberal doxies need to be impaled under the members of particularly large stallions yikes all right yikes 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 all right wow the liberal doxies yes need to be impaled upon the members wow boy that that's crazy all right uh cleo cleon is it cleon london just paying tides coach free agent for life in here shout out to you thank you guys um ed says a young chief Shout out to Cornell for the life-changing moment. All real men have had their chin checked. You ain't the only one, CGA, but it's how we bounce back. That's what makes you a man. Absolutely, man. You know, we have all gone through those moments. We all have those moments that we remember like it was yesterday. And uh, it is what it is. Now, everybody has had their alpha tested, you know. And especially short dudes, you get tested all the time. Short dudes be the ones fighting all the time because they always the ones getting picked on. <laughs> All right, um, and tall dudes and all of that, they ain't really get tested that much. So a lot of times you will see a short dude knock a tall dude out, and you'd be like, damn, right? Because the short dude been getting practice. He's well-equipped, and he thinks about defending himself quite often. So he'll kick you in the shin and all of that. He'll kick you in the shin and go in and knock, the, knock your ass the hell out. But uh, Joe Brandon says, if you want to be black like CGA, vote Joe Biden in 2024. And by the way, Joe Biden tells us he's going to run in 2024. Let's give him a round of applause. We get more Joe. 
Yeah, ask Suge Knight. I remember when that dude knocked out Suge Knight. All right, shout out to Joe Biden. Hey, I told you to do Biden. How we done lost a damn vote? We done lost a vote. That's gonna go to Trump. Yeah, man, he's running in 2024. This is gonna be fantastic. I assume Donald Trump is gonna run. And um, there might he might have to run under a um, a second party. I can't imagine the, the Republicans will back Donald Trump. So I just don't see that. But if he runs third party, then Biden gets in. So I don't I don't even know about that either. I don't I don't know why. <laughs> so the Republicans would have to get Donald Trump in if, if he has a hope in winning, or it could just be that bad for both of the Dems and the Republicans. Uh still a B says as the weather gets warmer, it is time. It's time for I got money. Gotta make a trip to the junior college this weekend. Ain't nothing wrong with a little bit of love, baby. Shout out to them junior college women out here. Young Viking, he says, Coach, uh, what a small world. I live in Alpharetta, and it is one of the most expensive areas in Georgia. You can't make it with a 3K a month in Alpharetta buzzer, <laughs> let alone be homeless. Right? Is that was that you? No, that was Peruvian Heat. Sorry, I'll get Young Viking in a minute. So Peruvian Heat says Alpharetta is expensive. There's no way you can make it on three. Remember, we had this conversation on three k a month, and I was like, I was like three k. Yeah, but listen, not a lot of not a lot of people. I mean, don't tell me about California. There's a lot of places you cannot survive on three k. All right, there got to be damn near sixty percent of America. That you cannot get it on three six uh three k a month. All right, I have a hard time believing that. I lived in. I mean, you might be able to pull it off, but it's gonna be tight. You better be by yourself. Women can do it. Young Viking, Young Viking is like I didn't say that. Young Viking fifty one fifty. I am a desperate old man. <laughs> I'm a desperate old man. I'm sixty one years old. And you got some, you know the rest, coach. Play it. Let me see if I can pull it up without killing my stream. Because that means I got to pull up a file. All right, I got to pull the file up. And then sometimes my computer is like, hey, slow down. Let me see if I can find that. I'm a desperate old man. I'm a horny old man. <laughs> I lost it. Where is it? Oh, if I pull that particular file up, it's going to kill the stream. Let's see. Cross your fingers. I'm a horny old man, and I'm a Mac Daddy from the past, and I just got to say, I can't find it. Oh, boy. I'm going to see you here in a minute. Former Mac Daddy, I'm going to cold approach you right now. I've been drinking four gallons of beer, and I'm going to just got to say you got some big old toddies. Mm, I can't find it. Oh, here he is. Shout out to my I'm boy here. Hold on for a second. Old man. Hold on, let me go back. I, now I got to share it because it's on the file. It's not in the videos over here that I normally get the quick clips. Here's your old pickup artist right here. These are your old pickup artists. These are your old guys that said I was a Mac back in the day. They used to call me Macaroni Tony. I was a whole pimp back in the day. I had all kind of hoes. All right. Now I'm at Hooters picking up girls. I'm a horny old man. I'm 61 years old, and you have some big motherfucking titties. 
He all stuck. Oh my God. His dentures coming out. I'm a horny old man. His mouth all slobbing. <laughs> I'm 61 years old. And you have some big motherfucking titties. Oh, uh, well, that's pathetic, brother. Oh my God. That is pathetic. Yeah, let's give him a win. Damn. That's when you know, man. That's what women be complaining about. These guys are out here. They're predatory, dirty old men. Not me. They ain't complaining about me because, you know, they likes me. But God, dog. I mean, come on, man. Will you control yourself out here? You don't have to approach women like that. Just get, this is how you do it. Hey, if you're an older man, don't do that. Do this. Here coming. comes the bankroll. Here comes. Come. This is what make it all happen right there. That's, that's what make it happen. This is what make it happen. If a man want to know how to meet a nice woman, how you meet her? With this. <laughs> First damn word come out your mouth. I got money. <laughs> But those not respectable women. I don't want no respect. I want some ass. Damn the respect. I want you to break down like a 12-gauge double barrel shotgun and show me what you're working with. But don't you want commitment? What? To who? You don't want to be committed. <laughs> I'm committed to getting her to that bedroom and giving her what she needs. Uncle Earl, bro, man. Oh, man. Shout out to him. Follow Tiffany and Uncle Earl on Instagram, all right? We, before we knew who he was, we used to call him Uncle Frank. But Uncle Earl, <laughs> he got a full head of hair. You know, he part Creole or something. You know what I mean? He got he could pass for white. His parents probably could pass for white back in the day somewhere in the South. All right, so shout out to Uncle Earl in the building, man. Oh, that's sad. That is sad. All right, so shout out to you, brothers, man. We made it to the two-hour mark. Did we talk about short and tall guys? Um, I guess we'll talk about it. Let's do, let's go let's go eight more minutes. Um, short guys versus tall guys. Obviously, we believe tall guys are they're better. You know, they won a genetic lottery and all of these things. But um, a lot of tall guys, they're a tall guys are like, especially if you're young and tall. Uh, tall guys tend to be like, uh, women. In that, not saying they're like women, but it, they they tend to get things easier early on in their lives, which they don't really realize shorter guys are going through. So what will happen is because they have this advantage, and it is an advantage. All right, let's just call it what it is. Not doesn't mean you're gonna. It's just an advantage that gets your foot in the door, where a shorter guy is gonna get that uh, door closed early on, and he has to work a little bit harder for it. Right. Doesn't mean he's completely out, but the doors close almost immediately and he has to find some way like he has to be a jokester or he has to be really athletic or really muscular and short. Like, you, you know, if you're a skinny string being in short and you look like a pubic hair, I mean, you're out. I don't care how much game you got. You're out. Right. And you got glasses with tape in the middle. You're out. I don't care what game guy says. No, you're not out. You're still in. Don't give up. No, no, no. You're out, bro. So when it comes to taller guys. They don't develop the personality traits typical of what shorter guys are going to do. So shorter guys tend to develop personality traits that try to get them even with taller guys. And taller guys avoid that personality trait development. 
this is a tendency. It's not all the time. So a taller guy can depend on the fact that he's tall and maybe athletic or something like that, right? He can get away with that. And then later on, it's going to catch up to him if he doesn't stay fit and tall. If he gets fat later on, then it's going to be an L for him. And then he's going to have to depend on personality. And then he loses. So every woman has dealt with a guy where she sees him and he's tall and he gets his foot in the door. Then he opens his mouth. He opens his mouth and loses. And then she was wetter than Niagara Falls. And then he was in there. And then he opened his mouth. Right. And then he start talking. And then he didn't have a personality. And then she said, oh, boy. And then she went dry in the Sahara Desert. I've seen it happen live. I've seen it happen in person where the woman was like, I'm giving him the panties. And he talks himself out of the panties because he's dumb or he doesn't have personality. Now, on the other hand, younger, uh, shorter guys tend to try to develop personalities when they lack height. So what they'll do is they'll be get good with words. They'll be they'll develop a talent. They'll start rapping. A lot of these rappers run around here shorter than hell. Right. Talking all that noise. I'm going to do this and I'm going to shoot all up all of that. Right. And they be short. <laughs> they come out the Cadillac Escalade looking like a midget. So you got to figure out like, wow, these short guys. Now, of course, there are tall rappers, but a lot of these guys are short. And they got to go home after getting chin checked, writing lyrics. Don't test me and I'm going to run up. You run up. I'm a gun up. Right. They doing that because they get tested out in the street and they got to go ahead and, and take it out on the paper. <laughs> And so what happens is younger uh, short guys have to be comedians. They have to be have personalities. They have to have their swag. They got to have all of these things in order. They develop these things because they have to. Taller guys typically don't have to lean or on that. So they don't have to go that way. They already kind of have favor. But later on, it becomes apparent. But the problem is then uh, what tends to happen is by the time short guys get in line, Right. By the time they get in line, they're getting leftovers. Right. So they're getting this woman. And that's you. They're getting this woman. And it's like this. She gave all the tall guys the, the favor. And then after she'd been ran through, then you get up. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older. Um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, AKA nice guys, right? And that's you. So if you're a shorter guy and you develop a personality, you develop, you become rich or you get some status, then you get all these people that will overlook that. It, you'll get your foot in the door because you have that. And um, but that you normally develops later in your life. Uh, Tupac had that famous clip, which we played, which he was like, I was just here in the club last year, uh, horny and nobody was checking for me because Tupac's five, eight, five, nine. Right. Nobody was checking for me, but now I became who I was, and now the women can't control themselves. So that's a product of him being short. He developed a personality trait, and now women want him. I'm got. I'm just breaking it down, but some guys are going to be like, no, you should be in the game. It doesn't matter. 
it does matter. Stop trying to tell people it doesn't. But at the same time, I've seen short guys be completely successful. I mean, they couldn't miss. I've seen short guys that could not miss. And I've seen tall guys goofy as hell that couldn't get one piece of piece lead. So, yes, there's exceptions to the rule. Doesn't mean you're completely out. It just means that you have to start working on things. And tall guys typically don't have to work on those things. They lean on that a little bit more. And it's an advantage. I always tell you, take advantages of your advantages. It's nothing to complain about. But that's typically what happens. Have you seen big guys? They're they're kind of not. They're, it's very rare you see a tall guy with good charisma. It's rare. It's there, but it's very rare. But you'll see a lot of short dudes with a lot of charisma. But you overcompensate too. Shorter guys tend to overcompensate. So what shorter guys will do is they'll pile on muscle on their little bodies, right? So <laughs> they'll pile on muscle on their body, right? So if you're short and scrawny, all of a sudden, because you have short limbs, you can uh, pile muscle on easily, right? Because taller guys have longer limbs. It's hard to get muscular and massive. A lot of bodybuilders, a lot of the most famous bodybuilders, some of them are short as hell. You'd be shocked at how short some of those bodybuilders are. There's some that were tall. I know. No, there. this guy was tall. I know. But I'm saying there's some guys that were really short and they was really muscular. Name one and I'll show you. There's one bodybuilder in particularly. I was shocked. That dude was five foot five. I was like, what? I was like, I could not believe it. I'll pull up a picture. And of course, he's going to be all uh, in with his clothes off. So pause. All right. But I'm looking in them in the magazine. I was like, there's no way that dude's five foot five. And he was super duper short. But what they can do is take advantage that they can pile muscle on. And many a short dudes will overcompensate because, um, because they can do that. Let me see here. And they'll, let me, what, what was the guy's name? Sean Ray, Sean Ray, the bodybuilder. He just died by the way. Um, but there was another guy that was short. Yeah. Sean Ray, five, six. There was another one. Oh, Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler's five, nine. I was like blown away. I thought Jay Cutler was a giant. Not to say he's not massive, but Jay Cutler, 5'9", Sean Ray, 5'6". Um, I'm going to have to show him. He's not going to be fully clothed, unfortunately. So I'm trying to find one where he's somewhat closed, clothed. Clothed. Uh, let me see here. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to pull up. Damn, all right. He got, boy, it's hard to find bodybuilders with clothes on. But uh, let's see if I can pull it up. I think Kali Muscle might be around 5'9", right? Uh, so there's a guy right here, this guy right here, five foot six. Now, the way he photographs, it don't look like he five six at all. All right, pause. But a lot of bodybuilders take advantage of the fact that they're short. Now, you'd be like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I know, I know. I know, I know. What was the other dude? Jay Cutler was the other one. All right, Jay Cutler's a short guy. I mean, he will be considered short. For mo for by most people, let me see if I can find the, why they always taking pictures with their clothes off. <laughs> uh oh, here's a picture kind of demonstrating the height right here. So um, being a short guy, I know taking pictures. So this is a picture right here that demonstrates the height discrepancy. This is Jay Cutler, but this is what he looks like when you don't see the height discrepancy, right? You would think he was six foot four. <laughs> you would be like, damn, what this dude a monster, right? 
And then when you take the picture, this is what I look like taking pictures with people. <laughs> right. So, um, but that's the bodybuilding thing. And this is what happened with short guys. You go to 24 hour fitness and all them short dudes be out here stocky as hell, packing all muscle to overcompensate for the fact that they're short. So, uh, this is, this is all psychological stuff. And uh, many times they think women will say, oh, but you have muscle. But sometimes short guys overdo it. Sometimes short guys overdo it with the muscle. Just a little bit. You know what I mean? girl? If you put on too much muscle, the girl's going to be running from you. They're going to be like, just put on a little bit of muscle. All right. And rappers is the same thing, too. Rappers, Ice Cube, short, Easy e short. I know you can name a lot of tall rappers, but I can name dozens. and do I can name more short rappers than you can name tall. I can name a ton of short rappers before you can name uh, make uh, get out fifteen tall guys. Um, and actors too. And I lived in Southern California in the San Fernando Valley. I was certainly amazed when I saw an RB singer and I saw a rapper and an actor, and they was all short. <laughs> it was like, wow, man, these people look big as hell on screen. Um, and uh, these women are like, have my baby, T.I., have my baby. And then they see T.I. in person and they like. <laughs> like, that's him. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is what it is. Yeah. Martin Lawrence, Tay Diggs, Omar Epps uh, and on the actor side, most of them are short. I mean, almost damn near all of them. And the ones that look tall, they're short. They're considered short. And I know a lot of women are wrestling with this idea, like a Marion. I mean, you guys see these people and you'd be like, God dang, that's them. <laughs> yeah, little Uzi Vert, he's really short. So um, this is just how it works for men and women and all uh, men and tall and short dynamics. So I gave everybody some favor here. I'm not making excuses to be like, this guy's making excuses because no. It is what it is, guys. Um, you you got to deal with what you deal with. This is what oh, somebody said, Neo, five foot eight. So Neo became a legendary songwriter and singer because probably what he went through as a young man being short. Had he had success with women and he was already 5'10", 5'11", in the 11th grade, and then six feet, he wouldn't be a songwriter. I can guarantee you that. He would not be a songwriter. <laughs> he would not write songs because he wouldn't have time. He'd be smashing out women. He'd be dealing with women, but because he was shorter and younger, he was had to sit there. I'm so sick of love songs. He had to figure out how he could get women and put himself in a position to put. So he had to develop a personality. Trust me, I know this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tory Lane's five foot three and he was smashing that big old uh, donkey. I mean, moose. I mean, uh, stallion, whatever she is. I can't tell what is she. <laughs> Uh, where are we at here? Uh, anyway, <laughs> now we're done here. Now we're done with the day's show. Shout out to the coach gang. Uh, yeah, tomorrow we'll be back tomorrow for sure. Staring at you, Martin Luther Lee in the building. And we're out of here. Peace. <laughs>